Hey everyone, Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz's Backstage Pass. Before we get into today's episode, in which we'll share some new and old albums we've been checking out this week, uh, just wanted to thank this month's sponsor. That would be Eric Baldwin. Eric, thank you for making this show possible. If you too would like to become a sponsor of Jazz's Backstage Pass, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes. That'll put you on your way. All right, now let's get into today's episode, in which we dig through the crates to bring you some new and old albums to check out this week. All right, what is up, everybody? Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz Is Live and executive editor of Jazz Is Magazine. Uh, it is Friday. We're coming to you on a Friday. Uh, and as you may or may not know, Friday in this industry, the jazz industry, the recording industry, is album release day. Uh, so a bunch of new albums drop today, as they do every Friday. And, you know, we were thinking back to the old times when there were things like record releases. Remember you used to go to the record store and kind of dig through the crates and find out what was new and talk to the record store owner and bring some friends and meet some friends. And that was the way you discovered new music. Do you remember that? Um, well, we thought we'd do something similar on the show today. Um, and to do that, I invited my friend, my virtual friend, that would be Jazz's online editor, Matt Micucci. He is waiting backstage. And what we're going to do simply is dig through the crates, our virtual crates, uh, our inbox crates, to bring you some of the music that we've been listening to. Some of it was just came out, you know, was released today. And other albums that have been out forever, but we just found ourselves listening to them on this Friday. And we invite you, if you're watching, to do the same. Let us know in the comments what you've been listening to. After all, you know, jazz is all about recommendations, recommending a new album, a new concert, a new musician. So hopefully with this conversation, we'll, you know, encourage you to open your ears a little bit and listen to some new artists. And like we say, we invite you to do the same for us. Before we get into that conversation, though, speaking of just the good old days and records, wanted to bring your attention to our current print issue. This is the fall 2020 issue. It has already been mailed to subscribers, so should be in your mailbox or hopefully on your coffee table. Um, but this is it. It's all about the art of the album. So collecting albums, album cover art, producing albums, concept albums. It's a really cool issue. I am super proud of it. Um, and yeah, we have digitized all of the material from this print issue and posted on our website. So if you're not a print subscriber, that's okay. You can read these all as HTML articles on our site. You'll need a digital subscription to do that. Um, and right now we're off offering a special subscription rate for just 99 cents per month for three months. You can unlock unlimited digital access to the site, which will get you all the articles from this issue and previous issues. And right now, just right now, we were we will enroll you to receive a complimentary copy of our print issue come winter, our December 2020 issue, which is all which is all about jazz and film. So you sign up, you get the digital stuff right now, and you get a print issue in your mailbox in December. Uh, but you got to act right now. All right. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our guest to this, you know, album recommendation conversation. Here he is from uh, Italy, no less. Jazz's online editor, Matt Micucci. Hey there, Hello, man. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Genoa That's in Italy. Right. Thank you for joining us. We should mention, by the way, that we are running this show or attempting to sans our usual producer, Jeff, who is indisposed. Uh, so we're running the boards ourselves. 
it may get hairy, people. It may get weird, but we're doing our best. Um, and yeah, like I say, this is going to be an open conversation, recommending some music, and we invite you to do the same. But Matt, it was a good re week for album releases and just for listening to music in general. General. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say listening to music in Genoa, as you are. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, so we can start with you and Ooh. just ask, man, what have you been listening to, dude? I don't know, and I've been listening to a lot of stuff, but uh, yes, uh, I picked out uh, three albums, and uh, which and uh, Brian, which one uh, of the of the three would you like to start with? Because I I could go either way. I've got a very nice album here by the Chick Corea Electric Band, all queued right. up and ready to show on screen. So check that out. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, the Chick Corea, yes, the debut album, the Chick Corea Electric Band. Chick Corea actually recently released a great uh, solo piano album. Yes, so plays. It's a good yeah, plays, and that's a really cool one. This is uh, something uh, quite different from that one. Uh, well, all right. So more than a review, I thought that I would give just share some thoughts that I had while listening to this because I rediscovered this album. Actually, I had listened to it before, but I was surprised with how difficult, surprisingly, it was to get a digital copy of this album, at least via the platform I use, <coughs> Spotify. Uh, it turns out the album is there, but it's hidden for some reason uh, it, it, by the algorithm. I don't understand stuff like that. But that's why I decided that I would talk about it because, hey, it is there. And if you can, check it out again, rediscover it. So while looking up uh, stuff about it, uh, before I get into it, it occurred to me that some people still find uh, production techniques of the 80s, um, uh, you know, just they're hostile towards them. And uh, I, I, while I was listening to this, I, I really in theory brand of fusion, it occurred to me that maybe naysayers should kind of just uh, ought to maybe embrace the vintage sound of such things as digital FM synthesizers and other things that, after all, we hear them in dance music nowadays. We And newer generations have no problem including them in their own arsenals of sounds. So as we do, we should totally reevaluate the debut album of Chick Corea's Electric Band. Uh, which features a stellar band, two guitarists and John Patitucci on bass doing his stuff, uh, playing really uh, uh, rapid fire bass lines here and there too. And just the idiosyncratic blend of fusion uh, of rock and jazz. And this LP really showcases that. And uh, it was nothing short of groundbreaking at the time and very popular. We should highlight that it was very popular, but also in some parts, influence of jazz tradition is particularly evident. Got a match, which I feel is, the most famous yeah. a song from the album yeah. and it's an absolute classic but to me and this may be just my evaluation of this song and uh, my conclusion but to me it sounds like an 80s bebop tune <laughs> so 80s I don't know. bebop yeah yeah it's something bebop about about it it's just uh i feel that from it i don't know why but uh yeah i think so it's a great, a great album great track great album kind of classic chicory electric band stuff i love chick in almost any setting electric band acoustic band solo you know like you said the solo album just came out so very cool pick man and uh that's gonna be a good weekend listen um I'm sure our fans, fans, if if, if people watching, if, if you dug this album too, let us know. Speaking of people watching, we've already got some friends saying hello. Lavinia, hello to you too. Lavinia, what have you been listening to this week? And, and what are you going to spend this weekend? And Joyce too, hello to you. Um, yeah, let's see if I uh, can, let's see if we could figure this out. 
Let, I want to know what people are listening to. Come on, share it with us. Totally. I'd love to know totally. what albums are you guys listening to? Let's, well, let's I will it. share uh, the album that I have been listening to. And this is one that, again, this is one of the ones that came out today. Um, it is by the pianist um, Edward Simon here. I'll try to show you there. Edward Simon. It is called 25 Years. Again, it came out today on uh, Ridgeway Records. So Edward Simon is this wonderful uh, pianist, originally from Venezuela. Um, he moved to the States, I think, like solo to come play uh, at in Philadelphia, he moved to Philadelphia uh, to be a student at the Philadelphia Performing Arts School. Um, and there kind of merged his uh, upbringing in classical music um, and the traditional Latin music of Venezuela with the amazing jazz tradition that came out of Philadelphia. Um, he's a beautiful pianist. He's a wonderful composer. Um, I wish more people knew about him. He, he seems to be a little bit, uh, you know, undersung these days, but he's an incredibly talented guy. And this album, for this album, he kind of curated uh, a retrospective uh, if you will, of some of his favorite songs, some of his favorite recordings from the past 25 years that he did. And for a player like Edward Simon, there is, he's such a incredible uh, fusion, almost a seamless fusion of his styles from classical to Latin to, again, that hard swing in Philly bop. Um, you know, some people, it sounds like uh, oil and water, that the styles don't mix. With Edward, it's just this beautiful, seamless fusion. And uh, yeah, he makes some incredible players on this album too. Uh, saxophonist Mark Turner makes an appearance. Uh, altoist David Binney makes an appearance. Bassist Scott Colley uh, makes an appearance. John Batatucci, Ben Street, Brian Blade is on there, as is uh, Adam Cruz. And uh, yeah, just some wonderful tracks on here. Simplicity is a gorgeous track. What If is a gorgeous track. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for, you know, Again, a player, you're looking for a new uh, piano player uh, to maybe add to your repertoire. Start with Edward Simon because the guy can really do it all. And as I mentioned, an, an undersung player and to see his career, um, you know, as a retrospective really makes you appreciate just how talented he is, just how accomplished a composer he is. So that is my recommendation is this 25-year retrospective of a brilliant player, Edward Simon. I love the album cover too, Matt. It kind of reminds me of those like, verve david stone wallace album covers um yeah so yeah and we're getting let's see we're getting some feedback here lavinia is letting us know she's been listening to a brighter day by ronnie jordan very cool all right check that out uh, fiona bloom listen to joe Locke, uh, an amazing vibes player um and just you know as a conceptualist you know putting together an album you know based on things like poetry or literature one of the best um joyce has been listening to some bobby watson Right on. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Bobby Watson, too. He had that album come out on uh, Smoke Sessions, which is really good. Um, and Electric Wonderland by Chris Strandring. Yeah, our friend Chris. Right on. And Joyce, Joni Mitchell. Yes. Very cool. Very cool, Joyce. All right. Uh, that brings it to you, Matt. Let's go ahead. What is the next album on your list? Uh, what have you been spinning this week? I don't, all right. So, uh, well, you know what? Let's get let's stick with the 80s. I don't know if you agree. Uh, what, what do I you say to 80s. that? I love the 80s. You love the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that show? Wasn't that a show on VH1 or something? I, I love, love the 80s. You can see the Rubik's Cube over my le left shoulder there. That's, so uh, yeah. <laughs> solved, by the way. Um, all right. What do you so think of uh, 
Grover Washington Jr. I love Grover Washington Jr. And I can pull up his album cover. Things will go a lot smoother. Let's see here. You think his friends? Boom, uh, <laughs> you think his friends call him Groover Washington? They should. Sorry. If they don't, that is a good opportunity. Well, so okay, so he's got to be one of the most influential saxophonists of his generation, I think. And Wine Light from 1980, so the start of the 80s, is uh, probably the one of the most influential records of its time, if not the most. It's often credited as the album that actually birthed. Uh, a smooth jazz, um, not least of all because of the huge popularity of uh, its hit single, Just the Two of Us, featuring Bill Withers on uh, on vocals. But thinking that this album is just a hit song with, you know, some fillers, instrumentals here and there would be a mistake. Personally, I love every track of this record. I was actually listening to it earlier today uh, when you when you sent me that text to say that, let's do it. And I was like, oh, I got to talk about this album because I love it. So I love every track. I have a soft spot for track four, Take Me There. It starts off real tender uh, before it just erupts into just uh, some type of really energetic samba. And by the way, the influence of Latin music is quite evident throughout the set. Uh, so, uh, you know, soon enough after the release of this album, countless artists tried to get that same sound. I think that may be the fact that they were trying to actually led to some innovations in uh, production techniques. Uh, this would not be, you know, people have pointed this out as well. But uh, in closing, I would like to say that while the star is uh, Grover Washington, uh, I, it's hard not to highlight uh, that a young Marcus Miller is heard on bass. Oh, yeah. And uh, his unique slapping technique on track two, uh, Let It Flow, is just awesome. So uh, I could talk about this album forever, but I feel like it's just ended here. <laughs> I love it. It's a, it's a fantastic album. I've been listening to some vintage Marcus Miller too. Bernard Wright, um, the keyboardist, one of his first albums, um, I think Spinning or one of those jams, had a young Marcus on it, absolutely laying it down. And of course, I heard the funky bass line. I was going, who is this? It doesn't get much funkier than this. Inevitably, I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. All right, next up on the list, I got another one that came out today. And it was on my mind because I just spoke with the musician who recorded it. That would be Dave Cause. So it is Dave Cause. Whoops. See, I already messed up the first technical thing. Here we go. Let's try it. There it is. Dave Cause. Uh, his new album, A New Day. This is his first album of original compositions in something like 10 years. And it drops today, October 9th, 30 years plus one day after the release of his debut album. Um, so we just saw a 25 year correct retrospective. This is a 30 year anniversary album. He recorded it, you know, in the digital lockdown. So he was passing files to everyone who collaborated on this album. And it is a star studded album. Brian McKnight is on the lead off track. Uh, David Sanborn is on the album. Bob James is on the album. Paul Jackson Jr. is on the album. Rick Braun is on the album. Jeff Lorber is on the album and a lot more. Um, it's a, you know, it's great groups. It's, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect from Dave Cause, someone who, you know, grew up loving jazz and Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind and & Fire and all those classic horn bands. So some really, really deep grooves here. Um, and uh, yeah, the album release party is today. 
Uh, it's a virtual album release party. You can buy tickets for it, I think. Um, we, Like I said, we spoke with Dave on Wednesday, and he let us know a little bit more about the making of it. You can check that out. That's on our site. Um, and pick up the album there as well. But just, yeah, a really, really great grooving record um you know perfect as at least here in miami um we're starting to get some cooler evenings you could throw this on the car and just cruise around um really kind of an upbeat listen and yeah the kind of music that you want to put on at a party or while cooking dinner or just when you really want to feel good so that's what i've been kind of jamming to a little bit um and uh yeah definitely go check it out and listen to that conversation with dave it's it's uh it's a really cool one all right. All right. Uh, let's see, Matt. We will try to move along to the next album. I'll toss it over to you for this one. And this would be the third one on your list. So bear with yeah. me, folks. Okay. So this one is a new album, but it's not right. really a new album. If <laughs> you catch my drift. That's right. But it Drum is roll, one please. that I've been uh that I've been uh listening to a lot uh for a few weeks. Well, for a week now, because it's been well, officially uh, for a week. <laughs> Because uh, it, it came out earlier this month, and uh, I'm talking about Ella Fitzgerald's uh, "The Lost Berlin Tapes," and there we mentioned is. it, of course, on our uh, video for the ten albums you need to know released this month. I wanted to kind of, um, I wanted to mention this album because uh, well, it's a double album documenting a concert in Berlin from 1962, I believe. Um, I love it because, uh, well, one of the reasons why I love it is because. To the best of my understanding, it's pretty much uncut and also relatively unpublished. I mean, of course, the sound has been mastered and it sounds beautiful, but uh, there's no cuts. There's no, you know, nothing is added to the mix already. Uh, here and there, so you can hear slight imperfections, not in the vocals of Ella Fitzgerald. I'm not about to say that, you know, Ella Fitzgerald uh, doesn't sing well in this record. I'm talking about the lyrics. Sometimes she gets the lyrics wrong. At some point, Ella forgets the name of the town that she's in during her version of Back the Knife. It's uh, it's beautiful um, because despite that, you can see how she never misses a beat. She's never. a true pro, recovers oh, right away. And that to me is just a mark of uh, what a great entertainer she was as well as a, as a great vocalist, you know? Yeah. This was something we've totally talked about before, you know, how Ella is really known for her precision, um, her fine-tuned instrument. And you see that a lot, obviously, in her studio recordings. But to hear her live uh, is a whole different thing entirely, you know, because like you say, you really get to see her wit, her humor. She was very funny. She was very humble. And uh, so this is, yeah, it's just an incredible side of her to see her live yeah. here. And she's backed by a trio, but we kind of, uh, they're, they're in the back, they're there, but uh, it's all about her, I feel like. These, totally. <laughs> you know, that due respect. I mean, uh, because, to be honest, she's backed by a trio, but her voice, I mean, sounds like an, it's, it's, it's as rich and dense as, uh, as a full large-scale orchestra. And on no occasion do we get a better sense of this than when she begins to scat. So that's another thing that I wanted to highlight from this album, it's just her scatting. Amazing. In fact, that's the reason why I feel that my um, personal favorite track from this album is Mr. Paganini. Mm. Uh, that is the title of the song. Now I'm kind of, I, I think it is anyway, Mr. Paganini. And my favorite moment of the album is their first scat break, which was just one of those moments for me that when I, when I heard it for the first time, I just felt a buzz throughout my entire body and I just wanted to start dancing, you know? So it's unbelievable. Check it out after this video ends, of course, but check it out uh, right away right after the video ends you'll know what i mean it's ella will do that to you absolutely <laughs> um and we've also getting some more feedback here 
Joyce wants to let us know that she's been listening to Joe Locke. You know, we brought Joe Locke up earlier. Uh, his new video for All Along the Watchtower and Breathe. Uh, jazz music videos. You got to love them. And cool, a vibe interpretation of a Jimi Hendrix Bob Dylan tune. That's cool. I will check that out, Joyce. Also, shout out to uh, my co-host for Miles Monday, Vince Wilburn Jr., it's a nephew of Miles Davis, no less, who is watching along with us. Hello to you, Vince. What's going on, man? You can let us know what you've been listening to as well, though. I guarantee you, Miles is definitely in the mix. Um, we will bring up <laughs> my, <laughs> my <laughs> final album up here. Oh, absolutely. Because we have been talking about Vibes Players. So this is a new album that just dropped today. I don't know much about this musician. Just kind of came in my inbox and I gave it a spin. But I was really digging what I heard. Um, it is a new vibraphone player named Simon. He's French. Simon Moulier, I want to say what it is. Um, and his album is called Spirit Song. From France. Uh, went to Berkeley. Now lives in Brooklyn. Um, I put this album on because he had some glowing endorsements from the likes of Herbie Hancock um and quincy jones who said like this cat is one of the best vibes players at the moment which puts him in good company because there are a lot of amazing vibes players right now joe Locke included joel ross included um so i gave it a spin and yeah it's uh it's uh really kind of an eclectic album simon also fuses a lot of grooves he plays in addition to vibraphone he plays the balaphone uh, which is an African mallet instrument um, and brings a lot of that sound into his mix. Um, so there's definitely some straight ahead swinging here, you know, in like the Lionel Hampton, Milt Jackson vibes vein. Uh, but he also incorporates some hip hop, um, you know, some world music. And it seems to be a talented cat. Again, I don't know much about Simon. Just kind of came on my radar. I thought I'd give it a spin. But uh, this is one of the best things about jazz, right? The sound of surprise is you find someone new and, uh, you know, eventually you're off and running through his discography. He's got a bunch of videos out, too, that I've checked out. And, yeah, so thanks to Matt, my friend Matt, publicist extraordinaire, for uh, bringing Simon to my attention. This is a really cool album. Um, and, yeah, that does it for me. Let's see. Um, some other things I've been listening to, you know, Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, the vocalist, was yeah. just awarded a MacArthur Genius Grant, you know. Congratulations! And congratulations to her. That is a big deal and well deserved um, because her compositions, um, her compositions are just brilliant. Her voice is incredible. She's you know I, one of the voices of today's generation for sure. And she's using her platform, platform, you know, to advance a worthwhile, uh, you know agenda uh, of social yeah. justice um and equality and so i've been listening to a lot of her stuff whether it's woman child or you know uh the, the new album she just did with artemis that super group artemis so yeah yeah uh matt i think that does it for our list of just stuff we've been listening to this week um yeah a huge honor to go to seal that's absolutely right Fiona yes. couldn't agree more well deserved um again if if you're watching in replay still let us know what you've been listening to in the comments. Uh, we always we're open to new music, and uh, we and hope recommendations. You will, recommendations. We hope you'll take some of our recommendations and run with them. And I'm looking forward to whatever you have to recommend. Uh, but thanks for watching, Matt. Appreciate you joining me for this call, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Again, if you are interested in the articles from this print issue, the art of the album print issue, um, head on over to jazzes.com. Start your trial digital membership, 99 cents per month for three months, less than a cup of coffee, um, and you'll be well on your way. All right, Matt. 
Thanks again for joining me from Genoa, Italy. We'll see you next week. We're going to try to make this a regular thing, just digging through the crates, finding some albums and recommending them the old-fashioned way. I'm all way. for it. I'm right? all for it. It's right? a this, great time to make discovery, so I'm all for it. The algorithms on Spotify, oh. on the streaming, they can only go so far. It's the real human touch that really? makes a difference. <laughs> That's so true. All right, Bye, Matt. Again. I am going to sign off. I can figure if I can figure out how to sign off here. I'm going to sign <laughs> off. Uh, but so long to you, man. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Bye.